We're glad you've joined us again today for All Things Apostolic. We're going to have a great time. We're talking about, as I have mentioned earlier, that um, we're going to be talking about dispensations, eschatological subjects, um, ages, uh, covenants, uh, a, a lot of good things today. In fact, I would like to say that this, we believe, is going to be the most thorough treatment of these subjects for apostolic Pentecostals that we know of. It's going to take us some time. We're going to work our way through them. There'll be sections where you could study this part if you don't want to study this part uh, and, and go through the whole thing. But uh, we're on our way. Uh, I'm glad to have with us uh, uh, two, I would say, co-hosts, but really they're hosts on all things apostolic just like I am. We just happen to be together today. Pastor Miles Young and Pastor Jeremy Wilbanks, Pastor Miles Young from Sacramento, Elk Grove, California, and Pastor Wilbanks from Coleman, Alabama. Both of them are completing doctoral programs and um, are scholars in these subjects uh, on a very high level. So we're, we're excited about that and uh, welcome Pastor Young and Pastor Wilbanks. Maybe you want to greet everybody here. Well, it's good to be here. Looking forward to the discussion. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us back. We're excited about it. Yeah. And from time to time, um, today there's three of us. Sometimes there's been one of us. Sometimes there's been two of us. Um, there will be eventually uh, times where there are five of us. And um, just because it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful study and it's a wonderful thing. I want to make clear here from the outset. Uh, we have absolutely no interest in uh, uh, some kind of rancid debating. We have we have no interest in uh, divisiveness. Uh, we love everybody, and uh, we're just doing this because. Well, I hate to tell you this. We're just doing it because one thing we like doing it. Okay, that's not a really very good reason. <laughs> but but uh, the other reasons are we feel like it's important. Uh, we hope it stimulates discussion. Um, we are going to talk about uh, ages today. We're going to talk about dispensations. We're going to talk about covenants. I don't know how far we're going to get on that today. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. Those are pretty right broad. So. Yeah, that's pretty broad. But we're at least we're going to get started on it. And I want to say uh, this also, that we are going to be thorough. We're going to talk about the 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 things that appear to be weaknesses in a discussion of dispensation we're going to we're going to make a list of every single thing we can think of that's wrong with dispensationalism in our minds we have a very distinct line that we draw here on ATA between dispensationalism and a dispensational reading thank you pastor wilbanks for that little phrase um, uh, the difference between what we call dispensationalism and a dispensational reading of scripture. And we think you're going to join us. In fact, we think everyone agrees with the dispensational reading of scripture. Yeah. Now, if you're says, if you're there pounding the desk and said, not me, not me, we think that you are, you just don't know it. So we're going you're to in be denial. your friend. <laughs> we're, we're going to be your friend and help you to see that you really do believe it. <laughs> well, whether you think that's funny or not, I think that's funny. So, uh, uh, so first of all, uh, uh, the the whole scope of of universal history. Okay, it's, that's that's about as broad as we can get, starting with the the history of of. Uh, the earth in its place in the universe starts with what we call ages. Ages, when you're talking theologically, is no different than ages when you're talking scientifically. They agree exactly. And um, there are three ages theologically. One of them is what is called the antediluvian age. It is the age before the earth was flooded and uh, which that, uh, according to a covenant that God made with Noah, that would never happen again. So antediluvian, diluvian is a form of the word deluge, uh, flood, 
and antediluvian. Anti doesn't mean against it there. It means before the antediluvian age, okay? And then there is the present age. That's the age we live in right now. Uh, and that age um, will change just like the antediluvian age changed. Each age changes with a major change in the earth's surface okay that that's a that's a that's a way you can know there's a there's a age change and so the the flood the the the, the deluge changed um the shape of life on earth and it's a geological that, change yes and then you've got uh the present age which will end uh, the Apostle Peter talks about this, and others in the New Testament talk about it, and the book of Revelation talks about it, when there will be a, a radical change in the earth. Now, science agrees that it's coming. They say the earth, uh, at least they have over the years, uh, is going to be burned up. And now, they may they may think it's going to be burned up completely, but the Bible tells us that it will uh, burn. It'll be a renovation burn. It'll be a, a burn off that leads to a, a more positive earth. And then uh, uh, after that is what we call the age of ages. And that is the eternal state of earth and heaven. We don't know a whole lot about that. So I don't know. What do you guys got to add to that, that I'm leaving out here? Anything? I like it. That's a good kickoff point. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's simple. It's not complicated. Uh, within the antediluvian age and the present age, um, and maybe you could even say the age to come, there falls time periods that we identify as dispensations. Now, later on, just, just use the word now, whether you, whether you feel like you're going to cough it up when you say it or not, just use the word now. We will explain this word later in, in pretty intensive depth. We will talk about that word and why it's a really important word, and why it is a beautiful, beautiful word that reveals a lot of things in the Bible. For now, though, we're talking about it right this second as periods of time uh, in which God deals with his people in a certain way, or periods of time that uh, life on earth even is administrated from a divine standpoint in a certain way. But uh, those fall, the first two of those dispensations fall in the antediluvian, that is before the flood age. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, if you're going to divide it into seven, the next five fall within the present age. And then the last one, whatever you're going to call it, may fall within the age of ages. Uh, that can be discussed later. So anyway. let, me, let me add there that why it's important, I think, to look at this from the standpoint of what we're going to get into as dispensation is... And I think I think Brother Wilbanks is going to talk about dispensations by definition, but as related to these epical shifts, I think is a term that is often used of these ages, is that there is something being done in this present age that affects what's going to be taking place in the age to come, even yes. to the point that God is getting glory that will be revealed, the actions, how he's interacting with humanity, his sovereign will at work in this age, he's going to take that as almost show and tell in the age to come. All right. So there is a connection between the present and the age to come. All right. So there's theological implications to these ages too, yes. Which, yes. which I didn't mention, but you guys are, are, are discussing now. Okay. So, um, uh, maybe somebody could give us here uh, maybe just a little rundown, a list of dispensations. Are we ready to get into that sure. kind of stuff? We haven't done that. Yeah, yet. We, can, we can at least skip across the top of all seven of them. And yeah. that way we know kind of what we're talking about just as an introductory uh, measure. Um, classically, um, there are seven dispensations um, in a dispensational reading of Scripture. Um, and I'll just I'll just read through them very quickly. Uh, the dispensation of innocence uh, that covers the time from uh, creation to the fall of humanity. The dispensation of conscience. Uh, it's the era of time that spans from the fall or the emergence from the fall uh, to the flood of Noah. 
the dispensation of human government. This era begins as they come off of the ark, uh, as the waters receded, and they've got, they are coming off of the ark uh, in uh, Genesis 8. Uh, and then in Genesis 9 uh, is where that really kind of gets going. This era will last, the dispensation of human government will last through God's judgment at the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11. Uh, gen, uh, the dispensation of promise, which is also called the patriarchal dispensation, begins with the call, the covenant of Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. Uh, and that will continue through the giving of the law, the Torah, to Moses in Exodus 19, 20, 21, all the way through 23. Um, and then uh, coming out of the dispensation of law, uh, or after the dispensation of law, will be the dispensation of grace, which will, uh, it's kind of the dispensation of law and the dispensation of grace will end and begin simultaneously, uh, or maybe even we would say overlap, they would overlap uh, with the ministry of John the Baptist. Scripture tells us that the law and the prophets were until John, uh, the crucifixion, uh, the life ministry and crucifixion of Jesus Christ, and then ultimately finding its apex at Pentecost, uh, where the dispensation of grace actually moves inward. Uh, in fact, one of the descriptors of that era, it's called the church, the church age or the church era, the dispensation of the church. And then the final one will be the dispensation of the millennium uh, at the very end, at the, at the end of the dispensation of grace. So those would be the seven classic dispensations. Um, there's some discussion in different circles. Those are the ones that we hold to because we feel like those are the ones that emerge out of the narrative. Those are the different stewardships or administrations that come out of the meta-narrative of Scripture. Okay, so um, while we are not specifically doing uh, a, a discussion at this point on covenants, I think we have to introduce it to the yes. discussion. Um, so you have these, these epical shifts, dispensations mm -hmm. that that kind of give you a broad brush scope of God, uh, of, of God's dealings with man through, from the Bible. And mm -hmm. it, and it, they're, they're pretty clear and we can talk about all that later. However, at the same time, there are eight or nine, depending on how you count them, uh, mm -hmm. primary covenants that are made. Yes. Can you just talk uh, a little bit? Let's just discuss a little bit about how, how those covenants <clears throat> track, with dispensations or how they relate to dispensations. Okay. I think this is important to just understand how we read our Bible anyway. And this is something that you already talked about. All of those seven dispensations that we just listed. Uh, and I think you even mentioned this particularly with the first two, they all, all of those fit inside those ages. Well, fitting inside the dispensations as major irreplaceable features in the meta narrative that we've broken down into eras or dispensations or epical shifts, fitting inside those dispensations as major irreplaceable features are covenants. Uh, and I'll just, let me just give you a, a, a very quick list because we'll, we'll go back over these at a later date. Uh, but this, all of this is a, a part of developing an apostolic hermeneutic that doesn't downplay any major element of scripture. So the, We'll, we'll list eight today, the eight covenants uh, that we feel like fit as major features inside of these eras, these dispensations. The first one is the Edenic covenant. Second is the Adamic. Third is the Noahic. Fourth, the Abrahamic covenant. All of these fit in. That, that Abrahamic covenant, uh, I think it was Brother Young that mentioned earlier, this ha these have eternal uh these have eternal consequences and eternal ramifications that Abrahamic covenant, God begins to deal with the whole world differently. And we'll, we'll touch on that uh, in just a little bit. So Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic covenant, which is also called the Sinaitic covenant, the Palestinian covenant, which deals a lot with land covenants that are given to Israel, then the Davidic covenant and the new covenant. So those are the eight covenants uh, that we feel like fit well inside of those epical shifts, those administrations uh, that we're calling dispensations in the meta narrative. Yes, very good. Um, getting comment on that, Pastor Young? No, I think I think it was well said. And specifically those 
I think it was the last four you mentioned there, Abrahamic land covenant, the Davidic covenant, and the new covenant. It's important that you understand those four are eternal and unconditional. Those were things that we see that came with eternal promise that as you're looking through these these ages, as you're looking through these dispensations, you're going to see the eternality of what was established. And I think it's important that that Brother Wilbanks just made the connection of the covenants with the ages and the dispensation. You can't, you have to interpret scripture with scripture. All of this, the, this is tongue and groove stuff. You, you can't just isolate with private interpretation. You have to take a holistic look uh, at this to understand how it all kind of interplays. Yeah, I like it. Well, our time's up for today. We haven't got very far, but we're on the road. And um, uh, tomorrow, maybe maybe tomorrow, I don't know, this may be a minefield that we step into and it all blows up, but uh, maybe tomorrow we can even talk about covenants on a little broader scale because as uh, people who have even a cursory knowledge of these particular subjects are aware that uh, there is a thing called covenantal theology and covenantal theology um, oftentimes when you see it at first it starts by explaining that there are these covenants in the bible which is what we just quickly and briefly uh reiterated but that's not really what they mean it's almost like just a, a little cover until we get down to what they mean by covenantal theology so uh, and it's big i mean it's a it's a thing that started um basically out of the uh <clears throat> Calvinism and and that era, uh, reformed theology a a little bit before. Yeah. And, uh, and many people adhere to that. Uh, they, they, I mean, they don't, I don't think they even know everything it has to say about it, but maybe we can talk about a little bit that maybe that ought to be taken up at a later time, but uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. So if you want to see us get into a a big mud hole tomorrow, come and join (laughs) us. Uh, we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us today.